0: Hello, and welcome on back to Embracing Your Energy. I am thrilled you're here. Um, I'm trying not to say excited, but I am really excited that you're here and tuning in and listening because this is an interesting episode where I basically have decided to just give up. And that sounds way more dramatic than it is, But when I say to give up, that means to give up on the plan I am trying to force to happen in my life. I am fully ready to surrender to the universe and whatever she has in store for me and to stop trying to create this mold that I feel like people are expecting me to sit in and I've had a lot of thought over the past few months about this, and lots of journaling and lots of dealing with my ego and trying to work through fully tuning into my intuition and what she wants and allowing her time and space to think and breathe and communicate as well as allowing time and space for my ego so I could kind of go through and nurture my ego to let her know like, we're going to be okay. And we're just going to forfeit the plan and really use 2024 to go full surrender mode. The I didn't even think of this, but just right now I'm feeling like called to say, I think my word of the year, which normally I do this like huge sit down intention setting and then I forget my word by end of January, but I feel like my word for 2024 is going to be surrender, like just surrender, surrender to the process, surrender to life, surrender to my emotions, surrender to my desires, just surrender, surrender allowing myself time and space to heal and surrender. So that is kind of what this episode is going to entail. Everything that I'm letting go of and calling in, and it's very fitting because last night was the full moon in November. Um, This isn't coming out. Today's Tuesday that I'm recording, but it comes out not tomorrow, but the following Wednesday. Um, when you're listening to it right now. And I'm just going to let it all out. I'm going to release what's no longer serving me and calling in the goodness that I want and kind of explain the direction I'm letting my work slash career take. Um, Because I feel like it's a pretty big update that I should let you all in on. And if you're on Instagram, you already know um what I'm like considering and I've been back and forth with a few friends talking through it and I think I'm finally ready to listen to my gut as much as I teach people to trust and follow their gut I tend to ignore it quite a bit (laughs) um again trusting your gut is way easier said than done because your ego can sometimes step in and cloud the vision That your intuition is channeling through you. And sometimes it's hard to just go with the flow. It sounds so easy, just go with the flow, but in reality, it's not always the easiest. Okay, so stick around for this episode um, because there's a lot of goodness coming up. And yeah, let's get started. Welcome to Embracing Your Energy, a spiritual podcast for women who are ready to break free from the limits they've set for themselves. I'm Jen Murphy, a life coach, mindfulness expert, and your host. I'm here to guide you on a journey of self-discovery and transformation. On this podcast, we'll be diving into visualizing your possibilities, reprogramming your subconscious, and manifesting your desires. We'll be discussing practical tips and techniques to help you tap into your intuition, increase your self worth, and create the life you've always dreamed of. This podcast is for the woman who wants to create a life that aligns with her values, passions, and purpose. So, whether you're feeling stuck, lost, or just ready for a change, you're in the right place. Remember, you are worthy, you are capable, and you have the power. To manifest your wildest dreams. So get ready to let go of limiting beliefs, make some much needed mindset shifts, and finally manifest abundance and success. Let's start embracing your energy. Okay, you might be like, Jen, just spill the tea and tell us what's happening and what you're giving up on. Um, well, for starters, I am not giving up on my business. It is shifting. Um, yet again, but I'm allowing this shift this time, whereas before I felt like I forced different shifts to try to find the one that felt most aligned. And the one I'm feeling most aligned to right now and this shift I'm about to take and explain to you, is one that my heart has been craving, that I've been ignoring because I didn't think it was possible to have it all so the big shift that is happening is I'm going back into the classroom if you had asked me over the past two three years that I've been out of the classroom I would have said I will never go a step foot back in the classroom because my burnout was so severe my mental health was so bad it was just I never want to go back to that state of living That I was when I was in the classroom. And because of that, I've been so scared to even consider the thought of going back in. I sold everything I owned related to teaching. I wanted to leave education altogether. And anytime someone brought up education, I would walk out of the room. Like, I didn't want to be involved in that conversation because it, to me, was a past life of this current life, (laughs) Um, but like a past self that I never wanted to go back to and I never wanted to identify with. And frankly, I was pretty embarrassed that I allowed my mental health to get as bad as it did. And looking back, I did the best I could with the tools I had and the knowledge I had at the time. But I was just clueless on energy and protecting your own energy, especially being an empath and working with students with trauma backgrounds. I just let it all flow into me to the point that there was no more room for myself. And you know the the saying, you can't pour from an empty cup. I was like drowning in a cup filled by all this energy that wasn't mine. I was so far down, I could not find my way out. And if you've listened to a few other episodes, you probably know the story, but just a quick background about how I ended up leaving the classroom was, well, for how I got into the classroom and then leaving. So I went to school out in Montana for elementary education. Came back to Massachusetts, waited for my licensure to switch from Montana to Massachusetts, and in the meantime, went and got a job on a teaching waiver because they saw that my licensure was on its way Um, and ended up not in elementary, but in high school special ed, a life skills vocational classroom, completely different than what I had training in. Loved it and turned into me going for my master's in special education because of it. That school shut down, went to a therapeutic residential day school. Basically, students lived there. Um, Some students commuted in for our day school program. We had students in group homes, in foster homes, being adopted, uh, lots of different types of students, um, and they all had significant trauma backgrounds. And we were a therapeutic school, so Dealing with their emotions and their social emotional and their mental health was top priority before academics and that really shifted my whole mindset around teaching and it shifted it from trying to get my students to have perfect scores to really putting their mental health first. But by doing that I lost my mental health. Um, That was great. School shut down. (laughs) Um, And everyone was laid off. I stayed on and rebuilt the school and I just had this gut feeling it wasn't for me when it was done. I was telling them things that needed to happen based off of special education laws and just different things being pushed behind the scenes and just feeling like all the students were just dollar signs, different disabilities brought in more money. Um, So some of the higher-ups started really focusing in on the money, and we didn't have the resources to truly help those students. So I just felt like it was not aligned anymore, and I left. And I was like, maybe this is my call to go to public school. So I did. I became a middle school special education teacher, Oh, so at the residential, I was a high school math and science teacher. Again, no, and for special ed, all the students there were special education. Um, No background in teaching high school math or science. I just personally loved math and science got paired with it. Meanwhile, I am awful at science. Okay, so... That school shut down, promoted, yada, yada, yada. Um, Ended up at a public school, middle school. um, I had a sub-separate classroom, which just means my students. So again, I was special ed. My students were not in inclusion or the general ed setting. Our goal was to promote them and transition them into the general ed setting. So they would be with me for academics. And then we do one class at a time, working on their behaviors to get them back out. Um some people refer to my room as the behavior room. I absolutely hate that, but I do use that analogy when explaining it because that is how most people identify it. And then I normally go into this spiel about why it's not the behavior room. Um, And it always broke my heart when I'd get a new student and they'd walk in, hey, is this the behavior room? I'm like, no, like that's not what we call it. Um, Anyways, that was... Great, loved the students. Completely overworked. I was teaching twenty-one subjects in one day when a normal teacher teaches five. Um, it was just impossible. And my dad was getting sicker, and so my, I just like lost all identity of myself within this. And I was getting on average three hours of sleep a night. I started counting down days of the week to get to the weekend just so I could do more work. I then started counting down just the day itself to clock out of work. And I, like, so school hours, contract hours, I was supposed to be there 8 to 3.30. No, 7.30 to 3.30. 7.30 to 3.30. I was an hour away so that meant if I did contract hours, really, I, I was like 55 minutes away, pretty much an hour. I would have to leave 6.30, get home at 4.30. However, I liked to be at school at least an hour before. I like to be walking in at 6 or 6.30. So I'd be leaving my house at 5, 5.30 the latest. And then I would leave the classroom at 5, or 5.30. So I could get home by 6, 6.30. Um, Sometimes I even pushed it to get home by 7. And during this whole time, I was also getting my certificate of advanced graduate study. So my whole life was just like at that point in time was go to work, get a bunch of stuff done. And then I would drive, (laughs) oh my gosh, I would drive an hour and a half from the school to the college I was going to go there for a few hours. That happened three times a week. And then I would drive an hour an hour back to where I lived. Um, so I was just like constantly driving, constantly doing schoolwork or um, like classwork and then just taking care of my dad in my free time. But that was more so supposed to be my priority, but it just couldn't be at that time. And I hated it. I hated my life. I remember I would, I called my friend once and I was like, every morning I am driving to work, I'm dry heaving, like for a full hour ready to puke and I don't know why. And like, meanwhile, that's my body explaining like my anxiety at that point. I, my doctor put me on anxiety meds during this. I started freaking out about everything that like someone was going to fall Like my mom or dad is going to fall and slip and die or like we're going to have um, like a shooter in the building. Like I just would go down these spirals, never ending spirals and play out these scenarios. And my doctor was like, you need to get on anxiety meds. And I was like, "Okay, like I need something because I can't live like this because I by the time I'd get home, I'd have dinner while I was working, like I would just cook like whatever and then continue working till like 10, 11 at night, sometimes midnight, like writing IPs, lesson plans. Like I never had enough time to get everything done. And I know many people relate to that in different scenarios. It doesn't have to be the classroom, but sometimes your work can just like fully take over. And if that's where you're currently at, I want to tell you like, you like right now, <laughs> release your shoulders, unclench your jaw, and just Breathe. Like you are doing way more than you need to do. And I understand if you told me this when I was there, I'd be like, you just don't get it. And you're right. I currently don't get exactly what you're going through because I'm no longer in that moment. However, I've been in that moment. So I remember those thoughts and I know it's way harder when you're actually there physically with those emotions and the energy running through your body and you're just like in constant fight or flight. Um, I want you to just like give yourself grace that you're going to get through it and never would I have believed I would be where I am right now, especially with all of that. But yeah, so that was pretty much that COVID hit and we went remote Um, I found this, well, right before COVID hit, I found this yoga teacher training for my students, for students with emotional behavioral disorders. Um, so I did my yoga teacher training and then COVID hit and that got turned into an online certification program. Um, and all our classes went online and it was miserable. However, it was miserable because, My students didn't have the tools and resources to show up online, so they fully regressed during this time period. However, that meant no one was showing up for any of my classes and all the work I would do. So I would have it all posted. The kids would do it at different times. They never could show up for live classes, so we just nixed my live classes, and I had pre-recorded classes, And this allowed, I no longer had to commute, and this allowed me time and space to really go deep into my yoga teacher training and to really start learning about spirituality and manifestation and just everything, your subconscious. And this is really where my diving off point started. And I, during that time, was like, I need to switch something up. Like, I cannot live this lifestyle for 50, 60 more years. Like, I need to switch something up. This is not healthy. I was gaining weight. I was so negative with life. I hated the world. I was distancing myself from family and friends. I just, like, it wasn't what I saw myself as. And so, as awful as COVID was, it allowed me time to reflect and really connect in with myself. And so, I did that. And I decided that year, that summer, after the first like COVID school year, um, I was only going to go back into the school for one year. I was like, I can't keep doing this. I need to find another job. I can't just quit. Let me find another job. And I found this woman who was teaching teachers how to create their own online teaching business by selling lesson plans that they created and all of that. And so I started to do that. I started to invest in myself. I was like, I'm going to build up this whole side business. Um, It was called SPED Collective. And it was great. Like I made all the IEP goal banks that you need. Like I had everything that you would need. However it just turned into one more thing I had to get done and I dreaded it and my anxiety started to like increase again and I was like I have to let it go and I was like I'll kind of put it on the back burner and come back and forth and at that time she opened up a position to be a virtual assistant basically I applied I got it and so for the last half of the school year I was her team's virtual assistant. Um, and then in that summer, she promoted me to full-time, and so I didn't go back the following year to the classroom. Um, and over that whole time, I eventually turned into the graphic designer there, did a lot of strategy planning, SEO work. This is where I got my whole background in online businesses, and I really saw the back end of a multi-million dollar business um, and how launches to go and just, like, content creation and planning and strategy and keyword research. Like I got the whole back end of it and I loved it. Like I absolutely loved it. And then unfortunately I was laid off and I, I feel like I'm like skipping over things in this story, but basically that was when I decided I was going all in on myself um, I was still kind of looking for a job just because I didn't fully trust myself to go all in. Um, however, I never found one that would align with me or fit. Um, and I kept hearing about going back into the classroom. I was like, I can't do that. Like, I, it was so bad. I can't do it. And I'm going to kind of skip over some things just to kind of For the sake of this episode not being like hours long, um, I people would tell me I should at least look at being like a substitute teacher. And I was like, no, like, that's awful. I always felt bad for my subs. Like... It's awful. The kids don't listen to you. They disrespect you, blah, blah. And I painted this whole narrative in my head about why it's awful. And then I was like, well, if I'm subbing, they're going to see I'm qualified to be a teacher. And if you don't know anything right now, teaching, like there's such a shortage of teachers because so many teachers are leaving. I was like, they're just going to try to get me to do long-term subbing. And I can't. Like I cannot be back in a classroom 40 hours a week. Like I can't let myself currently, I can't let myself get to that because I know as great of boundaries as I would say I'd set and all the tools and resources I have now, I just have this gut feeling that I would slowly let it take over again. So I was like, no, I'm not going back in. And then recently I've just been talking with people and it's kind of because we're in the holiday season, like catching up with cousins or aunts and uncles, friends, um, and just like some people I've been talking to and somehow the talk of me being a teacher comes up, like how I used to teach. And they're like, well, why did you like it? Blah, blah, blah. And all of them comment about the light in my eyes when I talk about teaching, and the excitement I have, and the joy and happiness it sounds like. And. I was just like, you're just saying that because in my head, again, I painted this picture. They're just saying that because that's the logical societal thing to do is go like stop trying to create your own business um, that you don't even know what you want to create it in and just go play it safe and get the stable paycheck. Like, just go back to teaching. You have all these degrees. And so I kept constantly fighting, I, I kept constantly like fighting this desire and this craving that. I was supposed to be in the classroom and I was like, I can't like I don't want to give up on my business because my business is what I want. Like when I look in the future, like 10, 15 years, like this is like my main thing and it's still what I want to be my main thing. But then I also looked in the future. Um, So I did like a visualization meditation We did some timeline hopping and also in the future, I was volunteering at my kids' schools and I loved being with the students. And then before I had kids, I saw myself just volunteering in the schools. And before, when I was in college, I volunteered at the schools. I couldn't get a job there and so I just volunteered 20 hours a week, like being there, helping, floating around, whatever they needed. And I was like, why don't I do that? Like I always said, if I had enough money that I no longer had to be a teacher, I would still volunteer at least like a day a week, maybe. Um, Like there was just something about the energy of all the students and it just like filled my heart and made me so happy. Even just like thinking of this, like back to Montana when I volunteered, like I loved those days. I could be having the shittiest day ever. And if I knew I was going to the school for two hours in the afternoon, like I would like, I couldn't wait. Um, and so that's kind of what I decided. I was like, I'm going to shift my narrative that substitute teaching's awful and look at it as a way of getting time to fill my cup with students and children and the energy that they bring to me and the energy they unlock within me. Knowing that I don't have all the other stressors of being a teacher. I don't have the IEPs to write. I don't have the lesson plans to create. Like I easily can walk into a classroom and off the cuff, teach a whole lesson about anything. Meanwhile, you tell me to like get on and make a podcast episode or something for you all. And I freak out and I have an anxiety session being like, I don't know what I'm talking about, blah, blah, blah. blah. But put me in front of kids. I could entertain them all day like all day long. That was like my strong suit, especially because we would have a lot of crises that would happen. And I might just have to step in for a random class and take over and make sure the kids like emotional well-being was okay. Um, and so the other night when I was doing this meditation, it like clicked. I was like, why can't I be all in on my business and allow myself time to be fueled by students and being in a classroom? That doesn't have to be my top job, and there's ways that the universe is ready to grant me abundance with. Like, I applied, and I already have an interview scheduled for tomorrow for this, like, Montessori school that I'm super excited about, Um, and I think that would be, like, my main one, and then, because I already know I'm going to get it, like... (laughs) like, I'm a great teacher. Um, I was always, like, I don't want to sound full of myself. However, I know I was a great teacher. I had the data to prove it. And like, I knew what I was doing. Students loved me. Um, I always ended up having to like lead all the meetings, um, and trainings and stuff and mentoring new people. And I was like brand new myself. So, um, I knew I was amazing at my job. I know I am. Uh, so I know I'm going to get the substitute teaching position because in my mind, I'm like, that's nothing in comparison. Literally, my resume, I sent them. I was like, I am so overqualified. Like, here I am with a graduate, like, so I have my bachelor's, my master's and a certificate of advanced graduate studies. And I'm like, all you need is a high school diploma, babe, like (laughs) you're good. Um, And all of it is within education and me building a school and just all. I'm like, yeah, you got the job. So I have to go tomorrow just probably for um, the paperwork is what I'm assuming. I doubt it's like a real interview. And also like fingerprints, trainings type of thing. And then I also have it for the town I'm in to just kind of get on their sub list. So I'm going to run into them in the morning, I think, because the other school is the town over Um, and that one we have like I have an assigned time. Um, So anyways, I apply, I sent emails just to those two and within 10 minutes each, I got email confirmations being like, we want you like set up a time um, for the interview or set up a time for the district that I live in. They're like, you don't even need to interview like you're hired. Uh, We just need fingerprints, blah, blah, blah. Um, Corey check. And I'm like, okay. so I have to go in tomorrow morning for that and then email my old district and just have them send all my fingerprint stuff because it's valid for seven years. So I'm not going to go pay one hundred fifty dollars for additional fingerprints when I've literally gotten a million. Um, And they'll take it from the other school. So basically, I decided to let go and just trust that the whispers my heart keeps saying of going into the classroom that I'm going to be okay. And I'm not necessarily going to let all the energy take over. And if I feel like it is, I'm at a spot where I'm allowed to not accept a substitute teaching position. Like, so if you know anything about substitute teaching, you get approved. And then it's like this online database basically where you sign in and it shows so there's different types of subs so there's a long-term sub and that is like you have a commitment like you're taking over as the fourth grade teacher for three months and it might be because someone's on maternity leave or something like that that's completely different i'm not doing that <laughs> that is like becoming the teacher um but you're still a substitute. And then there is uh, building subs where you show up Monday through Friday or whatever your contract is. And you just basically are a floater wherever you're needed you go. And then there are daily substitutes and that's what I'm doing. So basically I will open up this database pick the days I want to go in, see what slots are available. So like when I was in the classroom, I would mark out like when I needed a day off and once it was approved, I'd put it in for a sub and basically anyone that's a sub gets notified that this day, this time for this grade, like who wants it? And I can say yes, no. Uh, So I'm going to kind of be... Figuring out my schedule, I feel like it's going to be kind of all over the place because I really want to map out my energy based on the moon cycles. And so that's going to really direct for 2024 my content creation times and just different things within my own business. And again, my business is my priority, which we're about to get into. But, um, Yeah, whenever I have some spare time, I think I'm gonna pop on into a classroom and just like chill out with some uh, students. And I'm excited for it. I feel like I'm slowly shifting this because even like a few weeks ago when I was in Aruba, my mom and I were talking about it. She's like, You really should. Um, And I was like, Just the thought of stepping into a building, my whole body tenses up. Like, it literally squeezes in like into a fetal position, even standing up. Like I get so tense and I've done a lot of work over the past few weeks to really switch that narrative and realize why I was becoming tense. And it wasn't necessarily the building, it was the role I was in. So I'm switching up the role. Um, And I also know going in with this type of job, like if I don't like it, I don't have to continue being a sub. Like I can peace out. So my goal is to get this all done in November. So all of December before winter break, I can kind of be testing the waters. And so I can figure out if that's what I want to continue in 2024. I also am considering becoming a yoga teacher. So I'm technically certified to teach yoga. Um, And I've done a lot with just like friends, family, like community around me. Um, but I've never formally taught at a studio and I'm getting this like craving I want to do like once a week. Um, So I'm going to apply to a few places, I think. And basically what I've decided is so not necessarily decided, but the mold I thought I needed to fit was picking one career path. I needed to be a teacher and be 100% a teacher. Like I was only allowed one job. I wanted to be an online coach. I could only be an online coach. I want to be a yoga teacher. I can only work at yoga studios. Um and that was kind of the mindset I was in. And the other day it just like clicked and I thought back to this book I read um a few years ago. This was when I had just started my spiritual journey and healing. Um, I believe it was, like, God on a Harley or something, um, and basically she, it's a great book, but she decided to, like, scale back her working hours as a nurse, like, just to bring her more happiness and joy in life, and I realized, like, why am I not prioritizing my happiness and my joy? Like, all those three things bring me joy, um doing like mindset work with people and helping them overcome blocks, doing being a teacher in a classroom. Uh, teaching yoga and guiding people through like a restorative like chakra cleanse. Love doing all that. And literally, I just got like tingles throughout my whole body saying I love to do those three things. And I just thought it was impossible to do all three. I thought I needed to pick one and I don't. And if you feel the same way, you don't. You can have multiple pieces and they don't all have to be the same percentage. Like honestly, of my time will be spent on my business. Probably 60. let me be real on this one. Um, I'd say, so I'd say 25% will be substitute teaching. And 15% yoga instructor and 60% my business. That's like just roughly in my head how I see it working out each week. Um, And I'm okay with that. Like, I think that's amazing, and that's what I want, and it allows me even that type of choosing those different things, those being a teacher, online coach, um, and yoga, I still have the flexibility in my schedule to travel where I want, when I want, and again, none of it's permanent if something in me is telling me I need to up one versus the other, I have the flexibility. And so that is currently what I'm going to do. I'm just going to flow, try to flow, (laughs) really trying to just surrender my plan. I thought my plan was great. I've made a million strategies for my business, let me tell you. Um, All the different strategies for every type of online coach. And just none of them have felt fully aligned except for the very first one I created, which was for mindset coaching. And all my strategies eventually come back to that initial strategy I made. And so I also feel in my heart to just go into that. So I know we have just started the intuitive CEO. Sadly, she's going to pause. I don't see her going away fully um, because I do want to teach you how to build your business. But I realized I was kind of jumping like ahead of us. Um... I was jumping you to the part of my story that I'm currently at, instead of helping you get to where I'm at. So I wanna help you figure out your mindset, figure out the blocks, the limits, clean out your chakras and your energy centers, and just like absorb and flow into life. Balancing your masculine and your feminine energies and just realizing who you are and showing up as her right here and right now and so that's the future of this I am going to take a bit of a pause with this podcast um, just for the rest of December so this is coming out the first Wednesday of December and then we're going to take a bit of a pause and then with the new year we will start all over and it's going to be season two I was back and forth if I was going to do seasons but I think this chapter of the podcast is coming to an end because of the clarity I am actually receiving from myself and from the universe and my intuition. I feel like I finally see, like, I don't need this perfect plan to make it happen. And it really comes down to me and what I want to share and what I want to put out and sharing my own personal experiences to help you. So. We're gonna take a bit of a pause. Um, I'm currently planning all of 2024 right now. As I said, I'm giving up all plans, but I'm I'm going in with the strategy that aligns to my intuition and my heart, and what I wish I knew. This past year. I feel like I'm going to reflect on this whole past year um, in 2024 to share everything I've went through because I feel like so much has happened. And my word for 2023 was growth, which I think happened. And I think happened a lot faster in certain areas of my life than I was ready for. Um, Looking back at everything I've accomplished is insane to me. Like never would I have thought all that could happen in one year. Um, but some of it, I feel like almost quantum leaped to a bit too much. (laughs) Like I got to the point I'm at and sometimes I'm like, Oh, am I like really there? Like my mind is not caught up. So that's what we're going to do. 2024 is going to be the year of surrendering and just living and enjoying the moment and creating experiences and putting my happiness first. I feel like I finally love myself. Um, And that has always been my goal every year is to develop self-love. I never fully knew what that meant. And of course, there's still room for more self-love, but I think I'm on the right path with it and I'm ready to just be present and like really present, not just like, yes, I'm in this moment, but like enjoying the moment. Okay, I am not necessarily sure how this episode went. We're gonna say it went amazing because I just feel complete right now. I feel like I got off everything I needed to on my chest. So we're gonna say it's good. And I am going to wish you the best end of 2023. And I'm excited for what 2024 has in store for us. So yeah, have the happiest of holidays. And I'll talk to you next year. Love you. Bye. That's a wrap for today's episode of Embracing Your Energy. I hope you found today's topic helpful and inspiring on your journey towards self-discovery and manifestation. Remember, small steps lead to big changes. So keep practicing the techniques and exercises we've discussed If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to follow the podcast to stay up to date on new episodes and to never miss a chance to expand your growth and potential. And if you feel like this podcast is resonating with you and you would like to support it, please rate and review the podcast. It helps other people find it. Also, I would be so grateful if you would share this podcast with your friends and family. And if you decide to share it on social media, please be sure to tag me at JenMurphy.com. The more headphones and hearts we reach, the more people we can help on their journey towards self-discovery and manifestation. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time on Embracing Your Energy. Remember, it's time to let go of those limiting beliefs, make those much needed mindset shifts and finally manifest abundance and success. Get ready to step into your power and finally start embracing your energy. All right, take care my friend.